Clerks 3 is rolling out around the country, and I've got my review, or as Silent Bob would say, Hello everybody, I'm Dan Merle, here with my thoughts on Clerks 3, and right off the bat, I'm just going to tell you, it's a bit of a different kind of a review for me. I don't even have as many notes as I usually do, because Kevin Smith movies in particular are very unique things for me to review. A lot of times when people talk about reviews, they say, oh, well, you're not being objective about this movie, or objective about that movie, and I always say, well, that's kind of silly, because movie reviews, by their definition, are subjective. It's my opinion. The only objective movie review that I could give you would be something like it's a movie that's 95 minutes long and it has 18 scenes and here are the stars and the directors those are objective facts and any of my other personal thoughts are all subjective but while I do set aside the concept that a movie review is objective, I do believe that they should be unbiased. And that's why I always say I don't consider, for example, Michael Bay's filmography when I go to see his new film, because I think it's only fair to him and fair to the movie that I walk in without a bias against him, regardless of what he may have made in the past. I'm able to do that for most movies, but I have to say upfront that Kevin Smith is a director that I am biased towards. And it's for a lot of different reasons. His movies meant a lot to me growing up. Somebody slipped me a VHS of Clerks when I was 12 or 13 years old. It was one of my first entries into the world of independent film. And from there, I saw the rest of his movies, which are hugely influential for a young aspiring filmmaker in the late 90s and early 2000s. So I am a big fan of his view of Universe films and this whole Clerks universe, the New Jersey gang, if you will. And I've liked so many of Kevin Smith's other movies. I'm a big fan of Red State. I am a defender of Tusk. I have seen Yoga Hosers and Cop Out. But really what makes it very hard for me to kind of compartmentalize things is that, yes, I also have some personal experience with Kevin Smith. When he came in to do movie fights several years ago on Screen Junkies, it's this hero worship kind of thing. And I was prepared for him to just be, you know, Kevin Smith, just the average person that comes in, does movie fights and leaves. We had plenty of those over the years and there's nothing wrong with that. But Kevin Smith was somebody who was extremely warm, extremely welcoming, so nice to me, even though he had no reason to be nice. He would always want to talk about movies. He is very much the person that you see out there in the world that's going around the country right now touring with this movie and because of that personal experience combined with my own past with his movies this review my thoughts on clerks 3 are from the perspective of somebody who loves kevin smith the person loves his work and is invested in his characters clerks 3 is the first clerks film in 16 years and clerks 2 came out 12 years after the original 1994 film Brian O'Halloran and Jeff Anderson return as Dante and Randall, who are still working at the Quick Stop in New Jersey, surrounded by the cast of characters that we all know and love, including, yes, Jay and Silent Bob. After Randall suffers a heart attack, he decides to do something with his life and make a movie that is about, of course, his life working in the convenience store with Dante, which means that a huge chunk of this movie is basically Randall making the first Clerks movie in the third Clerks movie, playing the part of director Kevin Smith in a movie directed by Kevin Smith that Kevin Smith also appears in. I'm gonna fill the script with all the weird me and Dante have ever said or seen around here over the years. You should put in that stuff you used to say about the Death Star contractors. 
get sued by Disney, fuck that. And despite the appearances, this is not Kevin Smith trying to recapture his glory days. Ironically, I think the things that work the least in this movie are when he goes back and tries to redo Clerks, even if it's from a humorous point of view. And to be honest, about two-thirds of the way through the movie, I was enjoying myself, but I also knew internally it was because I have an affinity for Kevin Smith, and I was worried that this movie wasn't really going to add up to much other than revisiting these characters that I've enjoyed in the past. But it turns out that those fears were unfounded because as the movie turns into the third act, it becomes very obvious that Kevin Smith is not trying to recreate or recapture his glory days. He's trying to amend them. I think that the final act of Clerks 3 is some of the best work that Kevin Smith has ever done in his career. And one scene in particular, I believe, is definitively the best work that Kevin Smith has ever done as a writer-director, and the best that he has ever gotten from his actors as a director. A lot of people see Kevin Smith returning to these movies, Jane Silent Bob reboot, Clerks 3, and saying, well, he's just trying to cash in on nostalgia. He just wants to go back to the well because he can't think of anything new. I think you'd be hard-pressed to actually watch those films, however, and not see that for Kevin Smith, this is a labor of love because what he's trying to do is filter his own life through these characters, these characters that he created nearly 30 years ago and reflect it back onto the screen to show the audience just how meaningful these characters are to him and by extension how meaningful it is that people still want to go see them. Clerk Street in particular is obviously very heavily influenced by the fact that Kevin Smith had a heart attack a few years ago that very well could have taken his life. Yes, these experiences are mirrored directly by Randall in the early parts of this film. Wait a minute, I had a heart attack? No, that's not what I said said you misunderstood me. Oh, thank Christ. You're having a heart attack right now as we speak. A massive one. But really more than that, more than him wanting to dramatize the actual event of his heart attack, it really seems like he wants to bring to the screen the perspective that he's gained. The realization that life is worth living. The passion and the enthusiasm that he has inside that he was afraid he might leave this world without expressing. Sure, there's lots of Star Wars references and dick jokes, but also in a weird way, Kevin Smith is doing what directors like Fellini did by putting their entire life on screen. And then that way, Clerks 3 is sort of like eight and a half, except the director hangs out in front of a convenience store and smokes weed. One advantage that Kevin Smith has found in his later years is that because he makes smaller films still, he's able to work at a scale that gives him the freedom to make the movies that his audience wants to see. There are enough Kevin Smith fans out there that will go see Clerks 3 so that a studio will feel okay financing them at a pretty low budget point. Now, this has hurt his production value. Clerks 3 isn't exactly an expensive-looking film, but at the same time, it gives Kevin Smith the freedom to make the movies that he wants to make. Does that lead to some self-indulgence and perhaps falling into some of the less desirable traps that he has as a director? Sure, but at the same time, it also allows for him to pour his entire heart into these movies without compromising. Most of the time, because I love his movies and I love these characters, it works. Sometimes you get a movie like Yoko Hosers that he made for very personal reasons that really doesn't work for me as an audience member. But I would honestly rather see the Kevin Smith that's making the movies that he wants to make for an audience that he knows will love them than the Kevin Smith that is out there trying to make the mediocre Hollywood blockbuster like Cop Out that he doesn't really have a whole lot of passion for.
Of course, I would love to see Kevin Smith move away from these movies and do more experimental stuff for him, like Red State, but I also don't think he's returning to this well because he's out of ideas. I think he's doing this for the right reasons, and that's because his life and his characters' lives have become hopelessly entangled, and all he wants to do is share the truth of his life through these characters in these movies that span decades now. Now, this is not to say that Clerks 3 is a perfect film, because it isn't. And like I said, the more that Kevin Smith tried to hearken back to his roots by replicating the pop culture references and the drug humor that were so fresh back in the 90s, that's where I think the movie doesn't work as well. Although there are still some A-plus zingers in this film, including one extremely well-executed joke at the expense of one of the most revered directors working today. If this was just an attempt to recreate Clerks, I don't think that it would have worked. As a matter of fact, I'm pretty sure that it wouldn't have. But you realize as you get into the third act of this film and you understand why certain things have been planted along the way through the first two acts of this movie, that this isn't just Kevin Smith returning to the characters, it's him trying to convey the experience of their lives for almost three decades. And the authenticity that that lends these characters by the end of this movie is palpable. These do not feel like two-dimensional characters that just spout Star Trek and Star Wars jokes and talk about comic books. These feel like people that have lived lives off screen, that between the first Clerks movie in 1994 and this Clerks movie in 2022, there have actually been life experiences that we don't see that are informing what's happening, particularly to Dante and Randall. Brian O'Halloran and Jeff Anderson have been playing Dante and Randall for a very long time, and in many ways they seem to be playing themselves for better or for worse. But as we approach the third act of this movie, both of them showed a level of acting that I honestly didn't think was possible. Acting that I would put up there with the best acting that I've seen in any movie this year. And I think again it's because this movie is so authentic. Because that's what acting is. Acting is the quest to bring authenticity, to have it captured on film, to have somebody believe that you're not playing a character but that you are this fictional person there is a lot of truth in these performances and i think probably a lot of pain and frustration that was poured into them as well but it really takes this movie from an enjoyable return to the kind of clerks movie that we've seen before to something that really is what kevin smith promised which is a great capper to the story of these two friends of this world of clerks of this crappy little convenience store in which these these two men have spent now the bulk of their lives. The lesser version of this movie would have had older versions of the characters painfully trying to recreate what they did 30 years ago. The better version of this movie, which is what we get, is these characters coming to terms with the fact that they are still those people and how they can advance their lives and move on. Maybe more so than any movie I've seen lately, I think that there are different tiers for enjoyment on Clerks 3. I think if you are a big fan of Kevin Smith, if you're a fan of Kevin Smith's work, this is an absolute must-see, if only because this is the richest character work that I think we've gotten in any of his films, particularly in this view universe. And if you don't like Kevin Smith, or you're completely unaware of his work, then I do think that the flaws in this movie may overwhelm the good things, because you're not going to have that level of investment in these characters, 
for even moderate fans, people that have maybe seen the first Clerks movie and the second one once or twice. So Clerks 3 is not a movie that everybody is going to enjoy, but I think it's a movie that a lot of people are going to love. And despite a rocky start for me, I think this is must-see work from Kevin Smith, really some of the best work in places that he's ever done. And Kevin Smith often makes fun of himself for not growing as a filmmaker, for still being stuck in the same filmmaking conventions that he had back in the 1990s. I think you see the real growth that Kevin Smith has made over the past several decades, and honestly, the growth that came after his own health scare, because there's so much raw emotion and truth and honesty to this movie. It just oozes out of its pores. So yes, this Kevin Smith fanboy was moved by what was on screen in Clerks 3, but depending on your fandom for Kevin Smith, your mileage may vary. So that's my review of Clerks 3. It has a very unconventional release structure. Kevin Smith is doing a road show. There are Fathom events, etc. It's not like a regular movie that's just on at your local multiplex one day. So you may have to hunt it down or wait until it becomes available for streaming or to buy on Blu-ray. But what do you think about the movie? Are you excited to see it? Have you already seen it? Does it not interest you in the slightest? Let me know down in the comments below. And as always, thank you so much for watching me here on the channel. I'll be back here all week with reviews of... A few different streaming shows. I'm also going to try to get out a review for The Woman King, which is one of the wide releases nationwide this weekend. If you want to see even more of what I'm up to, you can check me out on Patreon at patreon.com slash danmerle. But most importantly, thank you so much for watching this video. I'll be back very soon. Until then, stay safe, and I'll see you then. Bye.